Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, September 21st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Three major Democratic candidates are seeking to take on Republican U.S. Senator Josh Hawley. There's internal debate over whether having a primary will harm or hurt Democrats' 2024 chances. I think it's really important that we don't um, kind of spread all of the support out, spread all of the funds. You know, we already don't. It's already tough to, to raise money for a campaign. Coming up, we'll report on how Missouri Democrats are gearing up for next year's election. Along with developing strategies for that Senate race, Missouri's political parties are adjusting to a change in how the state's presidential primaries will run next year. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, the chairman of the Missouri Democratic Party is not pleased that the state is not in charge. In previous presidential years, state election officials handled running the presidential primary. But the Missouri legislature did away with that system, and instead the state's political parties are now solely in charge of handling the selection process for the respective conventions. Missouri Democratic Party Chairman Russ Carnahan says his party will have a mail-in ballot system to go along with in-person voting at counties across the state. But he's unhappy that his party, instead of the state, is responsible for the process. And so this creates some challenges in how do we make lemonade out of the lemons we've been dealt. In-person voting for the Democratic primary will take place next March. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. GM is laying off workers at a Kansas plant that relies on the automaker's operation in Wentzville. UAW workers are on strike at the Wentzville facility. GM says the job action has led to the idling of an assembly plant in Fairfax, Kansas, that uses stampings from the Missouri facility. There are roughly 2,000 unionized workers at the Kansas operation. The UAW is on strike at three Midwest plants. The union says the walkouts could expand if new contracts are not reached by tomorrow morning at 11 central time. Illinois U.S. Senator Dick Durbin is calling on Washington to make sure the country's largest banks offer an alternative to Visa and MasterCard for processing credit card transactions. Durbin says the Credit Card Competition Act is needed for an industry dominated by a duopoly. Visa and MasterCard set the fees on behalf of thousands of banks and tell the merchants, take it or leave it. There is no negotiation. There is no competition. Merchants have no choice but to accept the outrageous fees or else. Durbin says U.S. merchants and customers paid roughly $93 billion in fees last year for every time a card was swiped. The Federal Reserve says Visa and MasterCard account for more than 80 percent of all general-use credit cards in the country. Clean energy businesses in Illinois added thousands of workers to the economy last year. That's from a new report by a nonpartisan environmental business group. Esther Yunji Kang reports. Clean energy companies make products that don't pollute the environment. The energy efficiency sector for heating, cooling, and lighting led the field, adding 3,500 jobs last year. Transportation was the fastest growing sector. The growth comes after the state and federal government passed legislation to make historic investments in clean energy. U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth says supporting the green industry helps everyone. We're creating jobs, we're saving money, we're developing more sustainable, safer 
and a healthier world, not just for ourselves, but for our kids and generations to come. Illinois now has more than 120,000 clean energy workers. That's reporter Esther Yunji Kang. St. Charles is shutting down a water well after it tested positive for a hazardous chemical. The city says it is following the EPA's request following results showing the well had levels of vinyl chloride. St. Charles officials say a barrier from Ameren failed to contain contamination from a nearby substation. That well closure is the most recent development in the dispute between the utility and the city over groundwater contamination. St. Charles recently obtained a temporary restraining order to prevent Ameren from drilling an extraction well out of concerns it could lead to further contamination. Ameren says the city is trying to delay remediation efforts and misrepresenting facts. A court hearing will take place Monday. Forward through Ferguson has a new executive director. Anissa McCaskill will be at the helm of the racial equity nonprofit next month. She has more than 25 years' experience working with municipal government departments and nonprofits. McCaskill previously led Dutchtown South Community Corporation, a neighborhood empowerment organization. SpaceX's February launch will include a satellite that comes from a local university. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports students at Missouri University of Science and Technology are designing and building that satellite. The satellite is small, about the size of half a shoebox. S&T junior Drake Beeman is the chief engineer on the project. He says it will test two kinds of propellants. It's able to perform like the burns that you see on rocketry with all the flame spewing out of it. It's a very powerful burn, but it uses fuel very, very quickly. And then electrospray burn is kind of like the little puffs of air you see in like the movies of like a spacecraft slowly reorienting itself to face a certain direction or just a station keep itself in orbit. S&T students have been working on the satellite since 2016. It's the school's first satellite that will go into space, but maybe not its last. The team is working on another satellite they hope to have chosen for a future mission. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley is running for a second term next year, and a few Democratic challengers are seeking to oust the Republican. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, Democrats are torn about whether a competitive primary is a blessing or a waste of time and resources. Maureen Jordan has been a Lucas Kuntz supporter for a long time. The Manchester resident and head of the Chesterfield Township Democrats was sold on Kuntz after having coffee with him during the early days of his first campaign for the U.S. Senate. And while she's sticking with Kuntz for his 2024 Senate bid, Jordan conceded that things became more tricky for her after St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell jumped into the race. I remember introducing um, Wesley as our beloved county prosecutor. And when he announced, I sadly had to text him and say, you know how fond I am, you know, but I had been following Lucas since 2021. And it's like Solomon in the Bible. You're asking us to split the baby. In some respects, Jordan's anecdote highlights a conundrum for Missouri Democrats. At this early juncture in the campaign, Democrats are having to choose between Kuntz, Bell, and State Senator Carla May for the right to take on Holly. In a state that has moved solidly Republican and off the radar of some prognosticators who follow national politics, 
Some Democrats, like State Representative Michael Burton, see a contested primary as a resource-draining enterprise. I think it's really important that we don't um, kind of uh, spread all of the support out, spread all of the funds. You know, we already don't. It's already tough to, to raise money for a campaign. But while Burton thinks his fellow Democrats should back Kuntz, others don't see a primary as a hindrance. Paul Khalil, a Bell supporter, says it could make the eventual winner stronger. There should be a process where the people interested in running for the Senate as a Democrat have to first clear that hurdle. It helps them as a candidate sharpen their message and connect with the people they're going to be representing. And State Representative Lakeisha Bosley, a Maybacker, says a primary could provide some excitement for a Missouri Democratic Party that's had several down election cycles in a row. You know, this also gives us opportunity to do voter engagement and get people outside to rally them around a candidate. So I don't think of it as a problem. If anything, I think of it as a solution for us to get higher voter turnout and get more people engaged uh, in the process and actually vote. For the most part, the candidates running for Senate aren't that interested in the navel-gazing exercise over whether a primary is good or bad. Instead, they're trying to lay the groundwork for a successful primary and general election campaign. In addition to leading the pack in fundraising, Kuntz is touting his organized labor endorsements, including backing from the influential Missouri AFL-CIO. What this all comes down to is winning. We need to win one for working people. Again, they understand the way that I grew up. I grew up in a working class neighborhood, and my entire life is about serving that neighborhood and, uh, and working towards supporting it. May, though, isn't persuaded by arguments that Missouri Democrats should rally around Kuntz. She notes that she's been able to win tough primaries in the past, despite being outspent. Well, if you know my history, they have not met Carla May, <laughs> because they always underestimate. And I am a strong candidate in my history in this state, and my record speaks for itself. Bell says his history of piecing together racially diverse coalitions and boosting turnout of Democratic voters makes him a strong contender to take on Holly. Historically, when you when you have a contested primary, it does tend it it has shown that it brings out more votes in the general. So um, we're just going to continue start our message and and take our message across the state regardless. As for Holly, he has more money on hand than any of the candidates running to replace him. But he's consistently said he expects a costly re-election bid, especially if Democratic donors decide to shower money on whoever prevails in the August 2024 primary. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Before wrapping up, St. Louis City SC is going to the playoffs in its first Major League Soccer season. The team and LAFC battled to a scoreless draw last night at City Park. That results, along with the outcome of some other games, clinched a postseason berth. Head coach Bradley Carnell says last night's battle with the defending champions had a playoff atmosphere. We've been treating it like that internally, as if it were playoff games, you know. And again, puts us to the test. We heard LAFC players talking about how it's a final for them, this, this, this game. And I think if you look at that for the new kids on the block, you know, we take that as a big compliment to us, what we've done this season. City SC is first in the Western Conference. The team will play in Minnesota Saturday. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Craft.
Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.